our message today is on vision. This week will be on vision. Next week will be on, if I live, it will be on the or the value of vision. There is vision, and then there is the value of vision. So we need to know what vision is, where it comes from, and, and all of that. And also we need to know the value of it. So in order to understand the value of vision, we must understand what vision really is. Amen? Amen. Okay. So once we understand that it is an attitude of reality that causes us to seek a power that can make a difference in our lives. Do you believe that? Amen. In other words, we have to have an attitude adjustment on reality, amen, amen. before we can understand and see that we need a little help here from a high power known as our living father because he's able to do things in our life that we ourselves are not able to do, correct? Amen. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna reveal some stuff to you today through the Holy Ghost where we can understand why vision is so important. Yes. So I really need for everybody to just really, whatever, whatever it is that you left from home, whatever, let's just drop everything. And let's just open ourselves up to hear what God's word has to say this morning. Is that asking too much? That's not asking too much either. Because the reason why I'm saying that is because I want us all to grow and understand what God is doing in our life. What God is doing in our life, no amount of money can do for us. Amen. Do you all understand? Amen. There is nothing in this world that the world can give us Amen. that can do for us what God wants to do for us in a thing called vision. Somebody say vision. Vision. This is what vision is. Vision is a divine calling from God. That's the first thing vision is. Vision is a God-nurtured invitation. Did you get that? A God-nurtured invitation. So that means that if vision is a divine calling from God, I say it's a divine calling, not just a calling, but a divine calling. And with that divine calling, church, comes what we call the nurturing of God. God is not going to give you a vision and not nurture it. You understand that? Amen. So this divine calling of God carries a lot of good stuff with it. And here's where we are going to go to the book of Isaiah, the sixth chapter. And we're going to deal with the call of a leader because when Vision, and that's what we're talking about, a divine calling from God, vision. When vision is given to a person, it's a divine calling from God. And that divine calling from God puts you in a place of leadership automatically. God's word says we are the head and not the tail, does it not? Amen. The head leads, does it not? Amen. So we as Christians supposed to be leaders, right? It's coming to the point now where that word Christian is becoming obsolete. It has no, no, no authority because of the way men are carrying it. We need to go back to the old time way before it was ever, they were called believers. 
What we need is more believers. Amen. We got too many Christians because Christians done got so watered down. You know, they, they have contaminated the kingdom of God. That's what Christians have done. So we got to go back to what they called us originally, believers. And then we can understand what it means to be a Christian. Because somewhere on the line, we've lost our way in it. Now let me tell you something about God. When God gives you a vision, a divine calling, this is what takes place. Three things, three factors make up a divine call from God, a vision. There are three things that make it up. Opportunity, ability, and desire. You need to write that down. Opportunity, ability, and desire. That's what comes when God gives you a vision. And I'm going to prove it to you. In the Word of God. Okay? Amen. We can believe the Word. It's true. So let's deal with these three factors. When God shows up, when God brings a vision into, his, into our life, that means that God shows up in our life, right? Amen. Because He's the one that brings the vision. Let me tell you something about God. When God shows up, He always shows up with an opportunity. Somebody say opportunity. <laughs> and this opportunity not only deals with the now, but it also deals with the eternal. Amen. So when God shows up in your life, God comes with an opportunity for you. You got that? Amen. That's what vision is all about. It's about opportunity. All right, let's move it in the Word. Let's look at Isaiah, the sixth chapter. God shows up to Isaiah in chapter 1. In, the year, in, in chapter 6, verse 1, it says, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord, see, he saw. To see something means you got a vision, right? Amen. I saw the Lord sitting on the throne. Now, before that, Isaiah... Wasn't even a prophet of God. He hadn't been called to go and do anything. It wasn't until the sixth chapter that Isaiah even realized after he saw the vision of God, after he saw the opportunity, that's when he said, Lord, send me. Before then, he told God, look, my lips are clean. In other words, he was out there doing just about everything everybody else was doing, but he was still knowledgeable of God. You know how many Christians do. All of us. You know how we are. Go, but it's cool. Now watch this. He comes with an opportunity. First of all, he comes with a vision. He said, in that year, or in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. That's his glory. Amen. That's his glory. So he showed him a vision. But the vision came with that opportunity. Because every time God shows up, God comes with that opportunity for your life. Okay? Watch God's word in John 3 3. Unless a man is born again, that's being saved, he cannot do what? See. See is a what? Vision. In the year of King Uzziah died, I saw. The Lord. I had a vision. Now, unless a man is born again, unless you say you can't even see, you don't even have the vision. Amen. 
of the kingdom of God. Because the Bible says unless you're born again, you can't even see the kingdom of God. So, there is an opportunity right there. When God shows up and saves you in your life, the first thing God gives you is an opportunity to see something Amen. that you didn't see before. And that is the kingdom of God. But it doesn't stop there. Here's where it gets tight. Here's where it gets tight. This is where a lot of us fall off in the second and third degree. The next thing God does is God shows us after the opportunity, he deals with us in a thing called ability. Okay? After the opportunity, you've got to receive the ability in order to take and gain the opportunity that's been set before you in your life for God. All right? Are you with me? So you've got to be abilitized, as I call it. You've got to receive the ability. That's the second thing that you will receive in a vision when it comes to being called to uh, a divine calling or a vision from God. So, ability. Look at uh, 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 6 and 7, verse 6 and 7. Then one of the, Isaiah, chapter 6, verse 6 and 7. It says, Then one of the seraphim flew, that's six-winged angels, they flew to me, having in his hand a living coal. Now the seraphim are the teachers, or the instructors in the word of God. The caravan angels, the four-winged angels, they are the ones that protect the word of God. You got the protectors of the word of God, that's the caravan angels, the four-winged angels, but the six-winged angels are the instructors that give instructions to man. That's why they've got six wings because six is the number of man. Their thing is to facilitate God's knowledge to man. Okay? Now, it's, and that's what this seraphim is doing here. Look what he's doing. He said in verse 6, Then one of the seraphim flew to me, having in his hand a live coal which he had taken with the tongues of the altar. Now we're talking about ability. And he touched my mouth with it and said, Behold, this has touched your lips. Your iniquity is taken away and your sin purged. Sound like he's been given the ability now. So first he got the opportunity. Now he gets the ability. Now watch John 3, 5. See, Jesus said to Nicodemus, unless a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. That's the opportunity. He's got the opportunity now because he sees something that he didn't see. But here's where the ability comes in. In order to get it, in order to enter in, you got to get the ability. You got to be abilitized by God. So what does God do in John 3, 5? John, uh, God, Jesus comes back and he said, on the very, very last sentence to you, unless a man is born of water and spirit, he can't even enter in. So first you got to see it. That's the opportunity. Then you've got to have the ability by way of receiving and being born again of water and spirit before you can enter in. You see, before you can enter in, you've got to have the ability, right? He's got to abilitize you, correct? Okay, so what does he do? He says, okay, now, if you want to enter into the opportunity in which I've shown you, then this is what you've got to do. You've got to be born of water and you've got to be born of spirit. First and natural. Then the spirit. That's what the book of 1 Corinthians tells us. First the natural, then the spirit. Let's go with the natural. Man is born by water birth, correct? Amen. And then he's reborn by spirit. Amen. Okay? But let's take it to the umpteen spirit. 
That word water there represents the blessings of God. The Spirit represents the Holy Ghost. It's through, unless you're born, through the Spirit of God, so that God can be your blesser, then you won't be able to enter in into the kingdom of God. That's what the word water and spirit means. Your blessings now, in order to enter in, you must be blessed, you must be abilitized with the Holy Ghost so that the Holy Ghost can bring forth those blessings that God has for you. Remember technology? The overseer of the gifts? That's how the gifts begin to be dropped into the river that flow into your life. You see, you got to go there. That's why I said you got to study and keep up with where we're going with this thing. You see, you've got to study. Some of y'all don't study. Start studying. I keep trying to express that fact. Start studying. All the preachers that's preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ now are trying to tell you, start studying because you're going to need to catch what God is saying in your life during this season. So, the Word of God tells us here that first or second, you got to have the ability. And only way that you're going to get the ability to enter into the kingdom of God is that you got to be born by what? And the Spirit. By the Holy Ghost and the blessings that come through the Holy Ghost. Alright? We're going to keep it in the spirit realm. We ain't going to go to the natural. We're going to keep it in the spirit realm because God is the spirit and those that worship him, they must worship him in spirit and truth. If the world was perfect right now and we were sinful like we are right now, we would be so bold. That's why folk like drama. That's why folk can't sit at peace with themselves. Because you see, peace puts you in a Perfect world. But if you ain't ready to accept the perfection that peace brings, if you don't know that the peace of God surpasses all understanding and guards your heart and mind in Christ Jesus, if, if you don't know that he that keeps his mind stayed on God, will God keep in perfect peace? And if you don't know that, then when peace comes to your house, then you'll disturb peace. Because you don't know what to do with peace. Because peace disturbs you. It's unnatural to you. You understand what I'm saying? So what we got to do is get lined up with a thing called peace. For peace. Because the kind of peace, Jesus said the kind of peace I leave with you not the kind that the world gives you. Jesus said this peace I leave with you, this is the kind that you need because this is the peace that surpasses all understanding. I mean, folk don't understand
depressing the situation may look. A little bit of vision never lose sight of the big picture and what the ultimate future looks like. Never, don't never lose your vision because of what's happening around you. You don't do that. That's why Paul says in 2 Corinthians 5, 7 that we walk by faith and not by sight. He said that for a reason. Because by walking by sight, it'll trip you up. What you see in the natural will put shackles on you and cause you to trip up. What you see in the natural will put handcuffs on you and will allow you, I mean the kind that they run it all around your waist with, you know what I'm saying? You can't reach up and get what God got for you. I'm trying to help you this morning. So he said, you need to walk by faith and not by sight. Why? Because the things that are seen are temporal, but the things that are unseen are eternal. That's why 7 Corinthians 4.18. That's why. See, you gotta, you gotta set your affections on things above and not on things of the earth. You gotta have a vision. And you gotta stay focused in on what it is that you're going after and where you're trying to get to. I'm talking to the people of the world. Because the world is dying because leadership don't have no vision no more. No eternal vision. All the vision they got is a vision of how they're going to get the stock market in the house Amen. back up again. And how they're going to get a job so that they can buy some more kibbles and bits. You understand? They're so caught up in the dollar bill that they don't realize that on the dollar bill. I told you before, it says in God we trust. In other words, even the devil telling you, don't trust him. Because, see, you can't, you can't keep up. You, you, you're burning the wrong stuff. See, the devil keeps tricking you every time you get to going forward. What happens is the devil speaks to you and tells you to take a break. I done told you there are no breaks in the end, people. How many more times do I tell you that? How many more times did God have to tell you that? You know what I'm saying? But we so caught up on what we want to do. Yeah, we are. We so caught up on us, self, that we just refuse to do it God's way. So what does God do? God has to... God can't do what he wants to for you because we won't let him. We keep getting in the way. Amen? Amen. I can't hear you. Amen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Desire. Watch this. Verse 8. When he was given the ability, Isaiah chapter 6 verse 8 says that, he says, Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I sing? And who will go for, look at that word, us, with a capital U. Mm. Then I said, here I am. See, that's desire right there. You see what he said? He said, here I am, send me. That's desire. See, you have to have a desire. Look at Psalms 37 verse 4. Psalms 37 verse 4 tells us that if we delight ourselves in the Lord, he will give us the desires of our heart. It's all about being delight. See, you know what causes us to spur it out? Our desire. Our desire to do what God wants us to do, when God wants us to do it. Did not did the word of God say that you gotta, in order to follow him, you gotta deny yourself? Amen. 
take up your cross daily and follow him? Is that not the word of God? You see, well, here's the problem. We don't want to deny ourselves and take that cross up. See, we don't realize that once we pick the cross up, we can't put it down. Amen. So what we do, we walk two days with it, and then we put it down, and then we act crazy, and then when things get tight, then we pick it back up, we go to holler for the Lord. You know how we do, don't we? Amen. Amen. That's what we do. That's how we do this thing. But what God is trying to give us, get us to understand, is a thing called vision this morning. Because it's, it's all about vision. Somebody say vision. Yeah. It's all about vision. You know, where there is no vision, did you not know the people perish? Did you not know that's written in the Word? You've got to have a vision. And the vision brings you opportunity of why is it that you don't understand that? Why is it that when we, why is it that next week we'll be done for God? Why is it? I don't understand this. I do not understand Christians. And I'm going to keep pumping this word and pumping this word, and I ain't, I, I'm not going to let them. I'm not going to let them. I ain't going to holler at you and jump and scream. No, I'm going to teach you the word of God. Amen. I'm going to give it to you straight from Divine calling. Divine calling. When this thing is given to us, we have to respond to it. Because if we don't respond to it, then we're going to be left behind. Because God's train don't stop rolling because we don't respond. You see, when the call, when the divine calling goes out, it's searching for somebody, hear me good church, it's searching for somebody that's in position to receive that which has been sent out from God. Do, are you clear on that? If you're not in a position to receive it, you, look how many blessings we miss. Just think about it. I'm talking about vision, people. It's a divine calling of God. And vision comes with opportunity. Vision comes with ability. God will abilitize you. And vision comes with the desire. You've got to find a way to get desire in you so that you can respond to the divine and you really it's favorable because it's going to come back at you the same way you put it out there man. so the word of God tells us that about vision that God's leaders never shrink from dealing with the realities of the here and now a leader never shrinks to the situation that's around him okay we'll deal with that you see, great leaders never lose sight of the big picture. You've got to stay focused. And what vision does is vision keeps you focused. Vision brings in an opportunity for you to focus in on. Vision brings in God's ability to get you to continue to be focused and walk in the blessing that the way that you need to walk so that you can gain that opportunity. And then vision also brings you the revelation that you need to have the desire for what God has given for you in your life. You see, it's a sad situation when somebody else wants better for you than you want for yourself. Amen. Have you ever, ever wanted Amen. better for somebody else and they didn't want it for themselves? Amen. That will drag on your spirit. There's a point in time where you just have to say, okay, I really need to just turn this over to God because this person don't want 
for themselves what I want for them. That's right. And I told you before, and I'll tell you again, I'll reiterate this fact that God always has more for us than we have for ourselves. That's right. We want to go to Zohar, but God said go to the mountain. God wants to put us up on a high place with him, but we, we don't feel worthy, and we're afraid, and so we just kind of stay in our comfort zone. Yeah, we kind of stay in our comfort zone, and we won't move, you see. So what does God do? God causes things to happen in our life that will make us, you know, when he puts a fire, that's the difference. A follower is limited perspective on their ability. You see, a follower is afraid to, to flex their wings. That's why God has to make them do something, you know. He got to take you out to a comfort zone because, you know, you be so lazy, you want to get up and cook. Or wash the dishes. Why? Because the situation that's got you in hand will have you depressed. That's right. And everybody in here knows and understands depression. Amen. I know I do. Amen. I know I do. But a leader looks at the larger perspective of not their own ability, but everybody's ability. See, when I'm looking at that, I'm looking at the ability of everybody. Amen. I see, see, everybody that gets in position to learn something is helping God's kingdom. Amen. Everybody. This is one of the very few churches where the pastor is not intimidated by letting people exercise their gift. Amen. Matter of fact, I honor. Amen. I push for that. This is one of the very few places. If you're going to do something, all I ask you to do is do it with excellence. Amen. That's the only thing I Why? Because we serve excellent God. I don't want to hear we're not pros. God is a pro, and we're pros. That's right. We're That's his right. children. So, see, I got to break you from that mindset, because that's the mindset that calls you to do anything half done. Amen. You know what I'm saying? Make sense? You gotta understand now, God is a professional God, right? Amen. He has a spirit of excellence, right? Amen. We are his offsprings, right? right? We are his children, right? right? So, as in he, so are we, right? Amen. Okay. All right. Just wanna, just wanna lay that out there. We don't take no for an answer. Whatever it takes, it took me three times to get that television program the way it's supposed to be got. But I ain't stop. I want myself average. Amen. I ain't myself. And I'm still going to work on even more. Amen. Come here. Yeah. I'm going to tighten it up all the way. I'm going to tighten it up, and I'm going to tighten it up, and I'm going to tighten it up, and whatever I got to spend to get it all the way tight, and I'm going to do that too. Amen. But I ain't myself just. Well, this is my first time. I don't care if it's my first time or my million time. I want it right. That's how I am. That's what kind of leader you got. That's what kind of leader leads me. And that's kind of leader. leadership has to grow into the ultimate. Okay? Um, as many as received him, even though they believed on his name, his process, they were given. John 1 12. They were given the power, though they believed and deceived them, were given the power not to be, but to become. 
process the sons of God. It's not automatic just because you got saved. Did you hear what I said? Yeah, sir. Don't you be tricked by them lies them preachers be tricked. Yeah, I said it ain't automatic. No, sir. He didn't do it to the Indian church. Mm -hmm. You were given the power to become. That's right. How were you given the power? Come. He gave you a vision. He gave you the opportunity. The opportunity. By showing you the kingdom of God. Okay, I'm going to show it to you. Say, and I'm going to show you what you can get. But now, now you got to get into it. Now the work begins. That's right. Yes. Okay. Yes. Now the work begins. You ain't gonna just gonna skip your thing there, climbing about tiptoe through the roses, and everything gonna be all right. Oh, no, 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 no. You just ever since the days of John the Baptist, the hell have been attacked by violence, and the violence taken by force. The kingdom of God. In other words, if you want that kingdom of God that's inside of you, you got to fight for that thing. It's a war going on. And the war is all inside of you. That's right. And it's going to be a lot of things trying to keep you from it. That's why you got to stay focused. Somebody say focus. Now I'm going to leave this with you. Vision. Vision is a divine calling of God. And it's nurtured by God's invitation. 